Today I introduce you to Olga Romanios, a Spanish life and leadership coach living with her husband Ted in the Netherlands and working internationally. She's a dear friend since we did our coach training back in 2006 with the Coactive Training Institute. Olga is co-founder of the beautiful project Moving Your Soul, a different way to deal with dementia of your loved ones. In the Rewild Women Retreat and her coaching, she empowers women to reclaim and remember who they really are and bring that true nature back into their work and life. Welcome, Olga. Nice to have you in my podcast. Thank you. I'm excited. <laughs> yes? Why are you excited? Excited about, you know, what will come out from our conversation. We've been in conversation for such a long time. Yeah. Well, long. When is it that we did our work, our coaching uh, training together? 2006? Yeah, we started in 2006. And I remember you because I think you were the only international person in our group. It was a, an entire group of Dutch people yeah. and the leaders were, uh, were uh, American and, yeah. uh, and, and English. And you were the Spanish one, so I was really... Uh, I was the one with the Sp Spanish accent. A Spanish, Spanish accent. Yeah, the Spanish way of speaking English, <laughs> yes. And um, yeah, I, th I think since that weekend we, uh, we became friends because I also heard you saying that you had to travel back to Eindhoven yeah. and we were having the training in, in the middle of the Netherlands, uh, yeah. near Utrecht. And I think, I don't know if it was that weekend or the second weekend, yeah. I think it was the second one in uh, a couple of months later, that I said, well, Olga, you can also stay with me. <laughs> and then we had this beautiful evening in my place yeah. with my wonderful husband who <laughs> likes for to cook, cooking for us and us talking non-stop about all the experiences from the coaching training <laughs> exactly we were yeah. only talking about coaching and yeah. i remember there was a very special moment uh, yeah. in the coach training yeah. that uh, you were like called forth yeah. to dance do you yeah. remember that of course it's one of the moments uh, recorded in my uh, brain in my soul forever it was in the first uh, weekend and we had to do this little act um, like embodying mm -hmm. an aspect of ourselves that we you know we reject or we are not aware of so all of, had, all of us we had this crazy label yes I and remember. then we had to do the little act dance or whatever and I was given by the leaders the hot flamenco dancer the hot flamenco, hot flamenco dancer. dancer. Of course, there's the, there's the thing of being the Spanish one, you know. Mm -hmm. they, they, they assume you, you, you dance flamenco. And I was paralyzed. And I was all the time in this training with my notebook, writing, trying to write like the good student. I always, I've always been the good student. Mm -hmm. And I remember sitting for two days there like a good student with my notebook, taking notes. And then, what is this about that I have to go in the middle of the group <laughs> and dance flamenco? <laughs> like, no way. And I was paralyzed and I couldn't move. And everyone had done their little thing. Some were dancing, others were, I don't remember. Um, I, had a very, I had a very funny name tag, a neurotic mess. And you- I had to coach being a neurotic, messy coach. Yeah. And I, I really, you know, I really, uh, what's the word, fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because I went home crying yeah. because I got such a negative feedback that yeah. it was not authentic. Yeah. Uh, but it was a big learning for me. 
The thing is, we were all challenged to do something really, really outside our comfort zone. So, yeah. In my case, it was to dance, dance flamenco in front of everyone. And uh, I, I was paralyzed. I was the last one. Couldn't move. I remember, I remember. everyone looking at me. Do you remember? Mm -hmm. Everyone silent, and I was totally paralyzed. And then one of the trainers came to me, crossed the room, extended his hand, and took me to the center of the room. I remember that. And yes. Left. And then I danced. And then you danced. And then I don't know what was happening. Of course, inside of me there was. It was like a storm, like a <laughs> thunderstorm inside of my body. But when I stopped and I look around, I saw that some people were, were some some people were crying. So it had so much impact. Yeah. And that's uh, and I remember from that day that I decided to 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 get some flamenco lessons. Indeed, in Eindhoven. I remember. <laughs> yes. I have never danced flamenco. I'm from Madrid, so not because because can, I'm a Spanish. Can you see? That I dance flamenco. Yes, that's that's ridiculous. That yes. we think that, that yes, when you are Spanish, that you dance flamenco. flamenco. <laughs> but the funny thing is how, and this is part of how, no, I, I like now when I work with women or men, you know, in my coaching or whatever I do, like there's always something you can tap into through can be dance or creative art or sport so that is inside of you mm -hmm. and by doing that flamenco not that day but also later on the classes i could find this passionate woman very confident in me yeah so 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 how did it help you to yeah to expand who you are it helped me through in this case this specific activity just dancing flamenco it helped me through my body because you know how a flamenco dancer stands in front of the public, you know, it's like there is this kind of an arrogant posture where the, the, the chest is kind of open mm -hmm. and this the, the, the chin is a bit in and the way of looking is so arrogant. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so but there's also pride in it. Exactly, arrogant pride, you know, I love that. Yeah, yeah that, I that, love that, that pride. That is a powerful, and I needed that because I'm the kind of, I was the kind of, of person always with my shoulders a bit hunched over, like trying to hide a bit. Yeah, a bit shying away. Shying away. And and this was like, no, no, open. open this is me. Chest. This exactly. is Olga. Look at me. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> and that, the dancing helped me that. It was difficult, I must say. Because flamenco dancing. I have been to your uh, performance you after <laughs> one year of training. <laughs> yes. And you told me in advance, like, you know, don't expect too much because it's <laughs> yes. really difficult. <laughs> And because you, you were all dressed in those beautiful yeah. Spanish clothes yeah. and there was the nice music yeah. or there was live music, I, I even think. Yeah, yeah. And you did it, you know? I did it with the group. And, I, and another thing I discovered, indeed, is that I love that. I love to be on stage yeah. and I love to have the lights on me. Yeah, so, so how did it help you in building your coach business? Because mm. you have found the stage, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, you know, it makes me think also, well, I'll answer you first about this, how it helped me very much because, uh, you know, not only uh, coaching in one-to-one, -one, but also coaching in group or just training groups mm -hmm. in the kind of work we do. Yes. What is always transformational, all the work I do also uh, with relatives of those who suffer from Alzheimer's. Whenever we have the kind of training we do, we know it's always touching people's souls. 
and it's and it's gonna create in the in the room moments that are not easy. Yeah. Moments in which there can be all sorts of emotions. And for that to happen, uh, the, the trainers, the facilitators, we need to be true. True. And we need to allow others to see us. Yeah. As you are. As you are. You cannot go like with these hunched no. uh, shoulders trying to do everything right because people notice and if you do that they do it they do it also exactly. it's in the space, it's the space. So, so you're saying that because of you know doing this flamingo and owning it you were bringing more of yourself and your authenticity yeah. on stage because yeah. you know being a trainer means you are on stage you yeah. know you're creating your own stage yeah, yeah. you are on stage yeah. and you are seen and people want to see who you are and you can't fake it. They know. No, I mean, you people, can't fake it. We That's know it when somebody is faking. We know it immediately. Yes, subconsciously, so, you know. Even yeah. if we are not aware, we know yeah. when we can trust the person. Exactly. Oh, that one, you know. And you. So, yeah, I think that's the thing. How to. Um, how do we allow ourselves to be seen, yeah. not with arrogance or pride, but there is more than pride. Is a sense of. And you know, I'm noticing that there's kind of um, judgments about the word uh, pride or the word yeah, arrogance. But, but you know, there's a quality that has to do with self-love. I see the and quality. Assurance. Yeah. I've been in Madrid uh, to your beautiful house, but I've also been to a show, an authentic show, not like mm -hmm. a touristic show. Mm -hmm. Your friend brought me there, and um, Mark and I were there, and we really had tears in our eyes when we mm -hmm. saw these people. Dancing flamingo or sevillanas. Yeah. I don't know if it was flamingo or sevillanas. But anyway, I could see their pride. Yeah. And I was like proud of them, showing yeah. themselves as they are. Yeah. You know, like there is no, it's like full permission. Exactly. But what I'm noticing, so you see, I love that you say full permission. What I'm noticing that we don't give ourselves permission for so many things. And now in this moment, as I was talking, I was already judging the words or the concept of arrogance and pride. Mm -hmm. Why? Because we all have a judgment of certain qualities. Yes. And as soon as we say, oh, I'm not that. I'm not that. I'm not that. I'm not an angry person. Like or an allergy. Exactly. I am not a weak person. I am not a fluffy person. I am not, you know? You don't want to be it, but you are. Yeah. And then we are making our, you know, the cage yeah. in which we live smaller and smaller. Oh, so. Talking about a cage. Yeah. I saw this. I think it was a painting of Frida Kahlo mm -hmm. on your website, on your new yeah. website, olgaromanios.com. Mm -hmm. And there is a woman in a cage. Yeah. Do you want to say more about that? Yeah. Why is that picture on your website? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, when the... Or that painting. That painting is beautiful. And, uh, it speaks about how... Um, I come to understand how I've been putting myself in a cage for in many ways for so long and how women, also men of course, we put ourselves in a cage without realizing and especially through these labels that we create, that we come from society or our upbringing. And stories we start to believe about ourselves. Exactly. And of course the message we got from our um, nurturing figures yes. in our early childhood. I had to be myself, I had to be the student A, others had to be the strong one, mm -hmm. the supportive one. And now there you are, you're 30 or 35 or 40, 45 or 60. Mm -hmm. I'm loving now that I'm coaching women. For the first time, I'm coaching women above 65. 
not for the first time. I mean, coaching, I, I had a, a client also 70 something, but normally I coach more people in their 30s, 40s, 50s. And I'm loving also to coach uh, people in their 60s. And even, you know, you are in your 65, 67, still, what is the cage you are in? Yes. For how long have you can been? We, exactly, can we sustain? Um, to live a life in a cage. Okay. And the cage, and the cage can look like the golden cage, of course, very nice. Yeah. You know, everyone tells you, "Oh, you're so nice. I love your smile. I oh. love your energy." And then you yeah. are. You can only be kind. Or I love your life. You have such a fantastic life. Yeah. Or I, or I love, for example, my cage. And this is something I came to realize quite late in life, to be honest, through my my mother's uh, Alzheimer's. I thought that my positivity. And my smile and my capacity to to look always at the bright side of life. I never saw it as a cage. You saw it as a. It was wonderful. As a yeah, I a could, benefit. I, exactly. I couldn't. I never looked at the shadow part of that. Mm. And even that can be a cage. So for me, only when I, the last. Um, the last period of my mother's disease, when she was, uh, especially the last months and the last days of her of her passing away, that really took me to understand that that positivity was um, uh, preventing me to connect with my true feelings, mm. and that was not allowing me to fully experience life. And uh, what an insight at that. You know, yeah. special moment in your life. Yeah. Then I couldn't find. There was something I couldn't find the positive side of it. You know. No. It was so hard and so. This difficult. was life presenting itself as yeah. it was. Yeah. Yeah. And I had to embrace it this way. I couldn't make it. So I'm saying this because it's like there are labels and cages that look so golden, and yeah. there's always, always a way in which keeps you trapped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and so the women who come in your coaching and in your programs, they might even not be aware that they are in a cage. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> I, will, I will recommend the, 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 the listeners, if you visit Olga's website, olgaromanias.com, and you read the story she's presenting because of all, it's, yeah. it's, it's like case studies, you yeah. know, all the experience you have in yeah. all those years of coaching, yeah. 14 years of coaching. Yeah. Yeah you saw this as a theme, you yeah. know, a theme popping up. And of course, yeah, there is this saying, if you want to learn something, become a teacher. So yeah. we learn something about ourselves, yes. we become a teacher or a coach, and yeah. then we and we heal it yeah. in ourselves. Yeah. So you, you heal it in yourself, and other women are attracted yeah. by yeah. it because they recognize, yes, this is me. She's talking yeah. about me, yeah, right? Exactly. Because I'm talking about me. And yeah. as you say, and I, that's cannot, true. I, I'm, I cannot share anything if I haven't gone through it. Exactly. So it's about the cage, but of course it's also about how do you leave the cage? And how do you, and how did I, and how, you know, how did I find my own wings? And how mm. can I find my own voice? Yeah. And how can I put my voice out there? How can I invite other women and other people to put their voice and, and allow their wings to fly, to really discover which are their wings? Yeah. Discover that we have wings, that there's, there's much more than the yeah. space of the cage. Yeah, and right. before we go there, because I want to talk yeah. about the real wild women, I want to go one step back. Yes. Yeah, because talking about cage, 
um, you have this beautiful project for 10 years already, yeah. Moving Your Soul, yeah. how to deal with dementia when yeah. one of your loved ones will, is having dementia. And what I often notice is, hey, I also know people in my, uh, in my life who have parents or you know, relatives who have dementia, mm -hmm. and there is a, yeah, a stigma. Mm -hmm. uh, it's like they also put a cage around it, like, okay, mm -hmm. you know, he doesn't recognize me or she doesn't recognize me, so what's in it for me? Yeah. Yeah. Can, you, can you tell me a bit more about why you started this project, this yeah. beautiful project, so needed? Yeah, well, the whole um, experience uh, of the so many years of Alzheimer's with my mom, in relationship with my mom, has you know brought so much inside of me, and also you know putting this experience out in the world, what it was there for others. So it's a, it's a major, major thing. Uh, um, I, I think the beginning. Because this is a journey, so I think my mother was sick for more than 10 years. So every phase of the, the progression of the disease in the person you love, in this case my mom, brings new challenges and new, pla new places to discover. And then what ignited the project is that um, in the beginning I was in the mindset uh, of how hard was it to communicate with my mom? Mm -hmm. My mom was not my mom anymore. That yeah. I couldn't have the conversations I used to have with her. So it was about you. It was about me. Mm -hmm. It was about what I Which was Which is losing. perfectly normal. Yeah. I think it's a normal reaction. You know? And you know, my mom li lived in Madrid and I was in the Netherlands. When I was visiting, which was very irregular, thank God I could go to Madrid so often, but there was such an urgency to be with her and it was such a frustration. Yes. And what was the frustration? Mm. That I, you know, that I, the frustration is that, that came from this, I cannot have the conversations that I had before with her. And sometimes did she recognize me or not? And, mm. uh, and then I, I wanted to, I wanted more, you know, I wanted her to be the one she was. And, and I was in this idea that she's not anymore my, not my mom, but she's, you know, I wanted her to be, and this is what I say, my, this is what I say exactly in the film. Yes, that you mentioned. Yeah, that, that was the beginning of everything. Yeah. There was a small film, just just for the for the listeners. There was a small film you made, a beautiful, you know, uh, gem, I call it, about uh, where you see you and your mother, and there are a few words yeah. and the life beyond is called the, the life, life beyond. Be yeah, and and I explained how I discovered that of course my mom was there, and of course my mom was there was more of my mom that I. I realized, and I just had to let go of me, 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 mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, what I needed, what I wanted, it wasn't there, and tune with her, and be present to her, let go of, you know, so much noise in my head, and when that happened, and then I could, we could look at each other's eyes, and just hold each other's hands, yeah. and then, ah, yes, she's here, and because I was changing, I could really connect with her. Yeah. And then I didn't need her to be who she was before the, the disease. She could be who she was in the moment. Yeah. And so then go into her world and communicate. In, in coaching, we have this uh, skill, and people never understand it really, being with. Being with. Yeah. And uh, this is exactly what being with is about. Yeah. 
Yeah. Eh, no, no expectations, no, no judgment, nothing in between you yeah. and your mother. You are just with her yeah. in the present moment. And that was so beautiful. And what I noticed also is that I was in the nursing home, my mom was in the nursing home, and very often I could see other, you know, residents with dementia and their relatives. And, I, and then I started to notice those who had learned to be with, and I could see how the communication, the connection was flowing, but I could see those who had not made that change inside mm -hmm. and were in, in total war and fight with the fact that the frustration, the husband or the father or the sister had dementia. And, there was, and it was so painful. It was so painful. I could see the suffering of both. Mm. And I was like, you know, sometimes I wanted to go and speak with them. And you know, who am I to say, you're doing it wrong? <laughs> <laughs> that's, why, that's why I call this, um, I call this uh, movie maker who can make these beautiful films in black and white. Nick Askew. And Nick Askew. Yeah. Nick Askew. I knew it had to be him because he's, he has this website and, and this mission in his life. He's, he has uh, soul biographies. Yes, I know. And I knew it has to be someone who's able to portray or to convey the soul. The soul. Yeah. And then he came, he was in the States, he came to Madrid and he spent one day in the nursing home with me and, and then this, this was born. And I know the film has touched, touched many lives and uh, it was also the beginning of more uh, with a group of coaches and especially with my uh, um, co-leader, co-founder, Susana, yeah. Susana Garcia. Both of us, since then, we've done lots of trainings and coaching, in, uh, in this, especially in Spain. We, mm -hmm. we don't do this internationally. We, are, we focus on this work in Spain. Maybe, I don't know, we need to speak our own language to be... Uh, yeah. yeah, that's what I understand, you yeah. know. Uh, talking about your own language, you know, I, I had this podcast for a year and it was mm -hmm. all in English. Mm -hmm. And then I decided, but I also want to do it in Dutch. So yeah, this is also like beyond labels, you know, mm -hmm. I don't want to label myself as yeah. only working in English. Yeah. And I think we all can express ourselves the best in our own language. Yeah. So it, it, uh, it makes perfect sense yeah. for me that you are doing yeah. this project yeah. in Spanish also. Anyway, the website movingyoursoul.com was full of testimonials of people like my colleague Susana or myself, experiences with our relatives, that website has is in Spanish and English. Good, yeah. So, so movingyoursoul.com. People write it down if you want to see it, yeah. if you want to know more, more about it. Yeah, amazing. And yeah, especially in this, this, this time of the year where many elderly people are Oof. in the houses. With Corona? Yeah, with Corona. There's, there's so much suffering. There's so much suffering, yeah. And Spain is suffering so much. Yeah. And, and nursing homes everywhere are, are suffering a lot. Yeah, they're suffering. Now they are in mo survival mode, so trying to keep uh, the residents healthy, but there is this connection, there is the lack of yeah. uh, this very sad. Yeah. Difficult to do the work now, Yeah, because we, did, we do all this work in person and everything was cancelled. And now we are launching some online programs. Let's see. Let's see. Yeah. But it's really, it's really um, Yeah, like I said, you know, with online you can reach new people, but some trainings are better live. Yeah, I fully agree, and we have to deal with it. Yeah. And you cannot reach someone yeah. with dementia online, you know. It's like no, I agree. Yeah. I, I understand. So getting getting back to the other beautiful work you're doing, 
the rewild woman, women <laughs> retreat. <laughs> and I think the first one was in Slovenia yeah. with your uh, co-leader. With Ina. Yeah. Ina and so what uh, caused you to create this? So, so, so where did it start? It started with Ina because she has this uh, amazing, beautiful uh, family country house in the mountains of Slovenia. And she, she created this rewilding center for, she wanted to do something with rewild and, and people would go there and have and, different kinds of workshops. And it resonated with you. Yeah, and she was looking for someone to do a special retreat for women. And we came together and we just have this, you know, when in a corporation, like when we've been working together, there's fire, there's something happening. And we both wanted for women to um, especially professional women. Yeah, I wanted to say what type yeah, of women. Yeah, professional women, professional women with or without kids. It's especially professional women with kids. That's the worst of the worst. But you know, it's so <laughs> difficult because they are so busy, mm -hmm. and they go, they give themselves, not hundred percent, like two hundred percent, to their work, their kids, their husband, their parents, everyone, and they are one day they are so depleted. Mm -hmm. They don't give space, really space to nurture. Beyond going to a yoga class, a spa, or a spa, a massage, or a massage. Yeah, yes, we these know. are the quick fixes. Exactly. No, we went. How do we go give food for the soul in nature? Two, three days, disconnected from uh, you know internet and from the responsibilities from all the people who did, you know who who get support from them only just uh, is, is there are retreats in which we, we connect with uh, how to say sometimes I don't find the words but it's the, it's the wild in us the true in us sometimes it's just what we need sometimes yeah, it's just yeah. what we feel what is the wild you know because I see it everywhere on the internet yeah it's it's fashion and uh, and I'm, I'm also working with that theme um, so what is the wild in a woman because yeah I have some maybe <laughs> judgments about <laughs> being wild yeah. <laughs> oh society has judgments yeah, about being a wild. wild woman wild is like crazy and yeah zombie. I mean for these to What's wild for me, I have to go to my teacher, mm -hmm. Clarissa Pinkola, Estes, ah, Dr. Pinkola. Women Estes, who dances with wolves. Who run with the wolves. Who run with the wolves. Yeah, the yeah. wonderful book. Yeah. And uh, I was in a retreat with her uh, last, a year ago in Colorado. And uh, her book, her tales, her stories, uh, has been uh, a lot my inspiration. And she also says, like, wild doesn't mean loud or crazy, and it may be. It Why can not? be. You it know. can be. You know. Yeah. But wild is more instinctive. 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 Yeah. Um, intuitive. Close to. Um, uh, wild is you know close to, to yourself. Nature also. And it's to nature, but your own nature. You are nature. Yeah. Just. Uh, I think. Um, in a way, uh, this comes back to the idea of the cage. Yes. If you're in a cage or you're in a farm, you are domesticated, you, you have to comply. I love but that word, you are domesticated. Domesticated. Oh my God. And we domesticate ourselves also. But as soon as the, it's very simple, as soon as you leave the cage, you go into the wild. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what's the wild? The wild for, uh, for example, for me, mm -hmm. I was the student A. 
What was the wild? The wild was the hot flamenco dancing. That was the first step into the wild. Exactly. I so think doing a coach training was al already stepping into the wild. Into the wild. At that moment. At that moment. At that level of consciousness exactly. you had. For, for someone who spends the day, or who, who has the tendency to please and to be in service of others, what's the wild? The wild is being selfish. Ah, and yeah. That's, you know, I love the definition. Yeah. For the strong one, the one who has to keep everything in place and controlled and put the shoulders under it. Exactly. What's the wild? The wild is vulnerability. And to ask for help. And to ask for help. Yeah, exactly. A big theme with many yeah. women. Yeah. yeah. So for someone who's that never ri raises the voice, the wild can be raising your voice very loud. So you know what's the wild? The wild is what are you what aren't you allowing yourself to be? Because you can be everything, many things. No, I, I, you know, I don't like so much this coaching kind of thing that we can be everything and unlimited. I have my own ideas about what unlimited means because I also believe we are limited. So I think that's why I believe that unlimited is true because but the opposite is also true, you know? It's, it's, it's more, for me, it's more the journey towards what it means to be unlimited. Yeah. And of course, there is always a limit yeah. and it can be subconsciously. Yeah, exactly. And uh, there are limits in the way that, you know, I'm 57. <laughs> so it's difficult that I become a Bolshoi dancer. <laughs> ballet dancer, not Bolshoi ballet dancer. You know, you know, you know there are limits, you know. And, uh, of course. But in that, how can I claim the dancer or the singer in me? How can you claim your space yeah. and, and, and don't feel restricted? Yeah. And that's why I invited you, because I feel you are expanding your range mm. all the time since i met you there's always something new on your path and sometimes something i don't expect <laughs> uh, so yeah. but but getting back to these women I, yeah. I, I really want you to take me a little bit into such a retreat so so what is happening if you can share that so how are they entering your weekend and how are they leaving your weekend i, I think so what we are what we were just saying about going into the wild, uh, tapping into that that you don't allow yourself to be, this is what happens during the retreat. So at the end, there's this sense of, oh, this is possible for this me. This is possible for me. And, and it's give, very personal. And I give myself permission. That's and now today, this is the Sunday, we finish normally on Sunday, the Sunday, you say, okay, now I know what I need to give myself permission to. And what's beautiful about it is that there are two important components. One is that it's a process, and the process is with other women. Yeah. So there's a circle the group of women, and we're equal. It's very, it's very safe. Normally, it's very. We're all equal. Also, we do this in I and I, and we blend totally. So there's a circle. There's no and, like we're And here. it's not a big group. I think that's also important. Yeah, it's maximum. Normally, it's eight women maximum. The two of us, ten people. There's the one thing. It's um. It's in nature, that's crucial. So we go with the cycles of nature. If it rains, we are inside or outside if we want to be wet. If it's sunshine, you know, we go and we are outside. And we really feel, feel nature. We feel our feet in the grass. Yes, and, uh, bare feet. Yeah, and we... Mother Earth. Yeah. And there are many things uh, that we do outside. It's really feeling in the trees or at the peak of a mountain. Or That's very important. And also, that's very important in the retreat is that exactly no expectations. It's a slow pace. It's not like we are one million exercises. 
we can have a siesta. For dinner, we had a glass of wine, <laughs> you know. Yeah, Maybe so there's a fire. It sounds outside. like there are no rules. You allow the process to happen. And it's to be joyful. And to be joyful. And to be with joyful. Each other. So it's not about being meditating all day. No, 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 no. no. We're going to have a glass of wine and sing, maybe, and you know? It's gonna it be reminds joy. me of, I don't know if you know this person, Yogi Bhajan. No. Yogi Bhajan is the, the founder of Kundalini Yoga. He brought it at least to the West. And he was living in the United States, so he came from India. And what he created was women camp. And uh -huh. women camp, he said, it's not about bringing women together and meditate, because that's what you think when you have such a yoga teacher, you know. He said, it's important, like you were saying, that women are taken away, at least for him, it was a month. One oh. month, women out of their family, their children and all the obligations to be one month in the countryside, be together, yeah. talk together, yeah. cry together, laugh together, have a drink, cook food. It was not about a yoga retreat. No, it's, I, I love what you say. I mean, a month is a dream. It's a dream. And uh, it, uh, three days is already is a challenge already for many women. Yeah. And uh, you say cook together. One of the things we do in Slovenia, and we've done these retreats in other places, because we thought it, we've done it in, uh, Spain. Uh, in Spain. And we were about, we were just doing it last weekend. Yeah. But because of COVID, we had to cancel here in the Netherlands. But one of the things Don't we do call it cancel, you had to postpone. Postpone, sorry. <laughs> Postponed. <laughs> it's gonna happen because it's gonna happen. Are so, they are so committed. Yes. But one of the things we do, for example, is we... I don't, know, I don't know if I want to disclose this. Well, not always, but one of the things we do in Slovenia is we, we make a bread together. Ah, we make bread. A fairy, yeah. With your hands. Exactly, yeah. baking bread. Baking bread. So let's come back, and then it comes back to wild. Yeah, and reconnect you to all your senses. Yeah. So it's also the smell of bread, putting your hands, making it yourself. Yeah, uh, yeah I can imagine that it's, yeah. it's really deliberating for, for yeah. women getting out of the cage, which yeah. the office often is also. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Beautiful. You're doing beautiful work, Olga. Thank you. Yeah, I'm, I become so excited when I talk about it. I was also feeling a bit, oh my God, I really want to do this rewild soon. Yes. Because uh, postponing it was... Yeah, was what had to happen, and uh, but it will happen. Yeah, and maybe yeah. you can do it in Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> it's more open <laughs> at this moment. Um, and uh, talking about your range, I also uh, know that you started to s take singing classes. Mm -hmm. And wh what is that giving you? I think it's, uh, you know, when speaking about women and uh, one of the themes is like claim your voice and that theme that I see so clear now has come also through me learning to sing. Mm -hmm. It's something I always love to do, but and I never... And as a child, did you sing or no. did people say, oh, Olga, you can't sing? No. No, there was between, no, no stimulation. Totally, no, there was no stimulation. There was not like uh, your bad singer or there was no stimulation. I just like to sing, but there was... Mm, I just like to sing in the car. <laughs> I couldn't sing in the shower. I was singing in the shower. But I was singing in the car, going, you know, for three, four hours trip to the beach. And, but it was not so long ago, like three years ago, I went to a workshop and I started to discover that I, that I can sing. And it's just lately that I discovered that I have a soprano voice mm -hmm. and that I can sing and I love to sing classical music. And uh, I was uh, sharing um, these little audios with my friends and my, my brother and they were saying, is this you? Is, is this, this your, your voice? voice? 
And it's one of the realizations that even being 57, when this connects with unlimited, yeah, even being 57 as I am now, you can discover you have a gift yeah. you didn't know you had. Wow. And now, so what did it unleash in you? Mm. That uh, takes me to a more spiritual place, to be honest, because I never listened to this kind of music I'm singing now. It's music from British songs from the 17th century. And I sing them. And I just connect with something that I have no words to say, to explain this divine or, you know, all these words, oneness, yeah. divine, the spiritual, I don't know. Sometimes I'm singing these songs and I just start to cry. Yeah. And there's so much beauty. I know that, you know, I've been a yoga teacher and we did, we sang together the mantra Om, yeah. which is like the, it's the sound that had so much vibration. Yeah. And if you sing that together a couple of times, a vibration is starting to happen in the room and it can touch your soul. Yeah. So I can imagine that singing, yeah. like you're doing, yeah. at a certain moment, there is something vibrating in you yeah. and it, it's touching you at a very deep level. Yeah. So deep that uh, one day that I was with my teacher, she's uh, we were making some notes and scales and then she stopped, looked at me, and she, she said, have you ever wanted to have kids? And I was so much caught by surprise. I have no kids, you know. Mm -hmm. And of course there was a moment, when I was in my 30s, I wanted, you know, circumstances. But it's also in my history, in abortion. You know, I was one, once pregnant, and I wouldn't at that moment have that kid. And and, I, and I, I, I told this to her in a moment. And then she said, sing to your unborn child. Oh. And then she just started to, to play some notes in the piano. And then of course I was crying. And then my voice, my throat started to produce sounds that went with the piano. And um, I knew in that moment that my heart was connected with my vocal cords. There was nothing rational. I don't know what happened. I just knew that my heart was crying through my singing. And I know that part of the pain that was hidden from that unborn child and me not having children, no? mm -hmm. having had children, was healed and expressed without any rational intervention, just the connection with my, my voice. So, yeah, there's a lot. This is one of the most beautiful s stories that I ever heard. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. You're welcome. It's, yeah. yeah. This is beyond words. This is very spiritual. Yeah. This is an experience at soul level. Yeah, totally. As well now, in these retreats with women, I also, we also bring voice. And a lot happens. And there's a lot in our voice as women. There's been so much we've been 
with hell yeah you know women have been shut down through history history it's in in our ancestors also yeah and there's so much been repressed so the work we do now and that you do also with women all the coaches are more doing now needs to be done yeah needs to be done i feel that too you know i feel that uh, the work i'm doing i'm part of you know a bigger plan and it's for the greater good And I, I, I made a decision at a certain moment to only work with women. Mm. I think you did that too, because mm. in the beginning as a coach, mm. you, want, you work with everybody. Mm-hmm. It's also because we want to make hours and we want to experience how it is to work with a man, with a woman. And then at a certain moment, you know, it becomes more clear. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I, I feel so deeply connected to the women cause. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel, I don't see us as victims, not at all. But I see that we, uh, if we combine ourselves, Olga, mm-hmm. one generation before our, our, our mothers. Yeah. Well, if I look at my mother, she's still alive, but she didn't have the chance or she didn't take the chance. I don't know. At least she was in a Catholic world in the fifties mm-hmm. where women, most of women, the moment they married, they stopped their job, they quit their job and they became a wife yeah. and a mother yeah. so this was my example yeah. and i love my mother you know yeah. and and she she missed that opportunity but i what i wanted to say that we have the opportunity yeah we and have the talent yeah we have the the space to do it so yeah. please take it yeah let's take it <laughs> for ourselves for yeah. those who couldn't and for those who come yes. after us Yeah, it for me it feels like a responsibility, but it's not a burden. You no. know, I really want to do it, and you want to do it too. I can feel that. You know, it's in the air, it's in your vibration, and <laughs> each time I'm with you, we get excited. You know, about talking about all these topics, and yes. you know, this podcast could last for hours yeah. because there's so many more <laughs> topics. But we're not going to do that. Um, I always want to finish this podcast with, and you didn't prepare this, so you don't know what to expect, what I'm going to no. ask. Tell me. Uh, um, is there one thing, like really like one lesson or tip, but maybe like one lesson you want to share to the people who are listening? And most mm. of the people who are listening, I assume most of them are women, but um, there will be some men yeah. because they know us, they want to know what we're talking about. One thing that makes sense to, to share in this yeah. moment for them to, yeah, maybe step into a bigger life. Hmm. Yeah. So I want to, there's the one I want to share, I think, is the one I am more in contact with lately. And it's something about, um, because, because of COVID and uh, part of my workload. Mm-hmm. All the work I was doing in person with groups was cancelled, so there was more time. In one week, it was all cancelled. Yeah, eh? there, was, right. there was more time. I had more time to to be more, you know, following my impulses and doing more singing and doing more painting and doing more art in general, and allowing I had more space to just listen, listen, listen uh, deeply. And that's uh, what I want to share with others right now. I'm inviting everyone, and I invite myself to just listen deeply like follow the little impulses we have because they may bring you outside the cage. Mm. Little impulses can be, oh, I want to sing. Yeah. Or maybe um, dreams, the dreams, what do we dreams? Really write, write a poem, 
So all that everything that has to do with being artistically creative. There's so much. There's so much there. And I had had this in my life because I was so much a student A and trying to learn and perform and do good. And all this creative aspect was a bit neglected. Mm -hmm. So my invitation to everyone is that don't think you're not an artist, you're not a singer, you're not a poet. You are. You are. Go, explore it, and just listen because there's so much inside that is just waiting for you to listen to and to put it out in the world. So maybe this is what I want to share. <laughs> this is beautiful, Olga. And I think it makes so much sense in this time where many people have more space yeah. to listen to these little impulses and oh you know I don't have time to do this I don't. it's not true we have more time now most of us have more time mm -hmm. and uh, I agree you know stepping into your creativity and it can also be cooking yeah <laughs> cooking painting singing uh, working with Lego whatever you like to do um, so thank you Olga mm -hmm. for sharing your beautiful gifts and I will repeat again and uh, they can find you on your website Olga Romanios, <laughs> olgaromanios.com <laughs> and I will write that also in the post so that you know how to spell it and the other website movingyoursoul.com where you will find this amazing short uh, movie and attribute to her mother um, yes thank you Thank you. <laughs> My pleasure. Big hug. <laughs>